Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Father God, for another beautiful day today, Father God. Thank you, Lord, that you are so good and so amazing and so wonderful, my God. And just want to thank you, Father God, for your grace and your mercies and for your joy, your love and your strength and your peace and comfort. Thank you, Father God, for allowing us, Father God, to study your word, my God. Thank you for speaking to us through your word, Father God. And thank you for your Holy Spirit that gives us insight and, and teaches us, Lord. Thank you, Father God, that, Lord, you are so good and so wonderful and so amazing, Father God. And, Father, we just thank you, Lord Jesus, that, Father, no matter what is going on in our world, Father God, you are greater, my God. And, Father, you know, Father God, what our world is going through today, Father God. And we ask you this night, Father, for your peace and for your comfort, Lord. Father God, for those that don't know you, Lord, that they would be able to come to know you, Father God, and that, Father, in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, that you would just, Lord, your name would be exalted in this land, Father God, and, Lord, that many would come to know the name above all names, Lord. That is the name of Jesus, Lord. As, Father God, as I know you, Lord, as I'm still continuing to know you, Lord, and as many others, Father God, know you today, Father God, our prayer and desire, Lord, is that others would come to know you and be able to have that right standing relationship with you through the through you, Jesus, with the Father. And, Father God, we just thank you this night, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to have your way this night. Father, teach us through your word, my God. Teach us by your spirit, my God. Father God, give us ears to hear, my God. And Father, open up our minds to understand your scriptures, my God. Open up our hearts to receive your word, Father God. And Father, not only to receive and hear your word, but Father, to live your word according to Father God, by your spirit, my God. To apply your word, Father God, and to have a willingness and a readiness, Father, to live according to your word. But Lord, we know that we can only do it, Father by your spirit, my God. So Father, we humble ourselves under your mighty hand this night. We thank you for this time, Father. And we thank you, Father God, as we come together, Lord, for this study tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, amen, God bless you guys. Um, tonight is our, our Wednesday night Bible study. We are resuming with our Bible studies. And we usually start about seven o'clock, but we normally don't start till about 7.10. Um, so figured we'd start to stream about 7.10 as well. Um, just a couple of quick announcements. I did send out all the calendars today. Um, I send the, the words of, uh, of just the vision of what we're doing. And uh, if you'd like to check that out, you know, let me know. If I don't have your email, please text it to me. And I will definitely include you on the email just to keep you informed of what we're doing for the month of April. And as we're just taking things day by day as well. But the Lord has given us a vision. He has given us a word to continue to keep going forward and continuing to do and do what he has called us to do. So we're just really encouraged with that. So we just pray that you continue to study and, and read your word, continue to pray, continue to seek the Lord and all that he's doing and continuing to do. Amen. So we just like to thank the Lord for that. Um, this Friday, we are, um, as, as every Friday of every month, every Friday, we will not have a Bible, and we will not have prayer this Friday. Doesn't mean you don't pray, but you continue to pray, but we will just not, we will not be having our corporate prayer that we usually have on our Friday nights. Um, but just to keep you posted that we are, you know, our, our Friday night prayers, we usually study the word of God in prayer. And right now we are in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. <clears throat> so that will be in about two weeks. So just to keep you informed on that, that'll be in about two weeks that we will resume on April 17th, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Uh, we will have service this coming Sunday. 
We will be in the book of Ezra um, this coming Sunday morning for prayer, and that'll be praying through Ezra, um, and that'll be on uh, Sunday morning at 9.15 in the morning. We will have the live stream going forward, and from there after that, we will continue to pray, um, and then our 10.45 service will also be live streamed as well, so we encourage you to join us with that as well. Amen. Uh, just another update as I know Easter's coming up. I know we got Good Friday. And I just been kind of waiting on the Lord of what we're going to do. I uh, just want to let you know that I, even though we're not able to meet here, I'm still praying on a couple of other things as well. So keep me in your prayers as I'm keeping you in mind. And, uh, you know, but I'll take it step by step, day by day. But as far as for good, um, for good Friday service, uh, we will have a good Friday service, but it will be live streamed. Um, I got a couple of ideas of what to do and how we're going to be doing the, the, the live stream service. Um, but we will have a Good Friday service, and that'll be at 7 p.m. Um, next Friday, which will be April the 10th. Uh, we will also be, you know, happy Resurrection Day, amen, on April, uh, what is this, April 12th will be Easter. So we will have uh, uh, we will have our sunrise service at 6 a.m. We will also be live streaming that day as well. So, um, you know, we'll be looking forward to the word of the Lord that morning and waking up right and early in the morning and thanking the Lord for Resurrection Sunday. Amen. So we will be live streaming, but we will only have one service on Sunday morning, and that will be our 6 a.m. sunrise service. Amen. So just wanted to put those uh, those. Uh, um, those announcements for right now. And as far as our, uh, our our teaching on the power of Jesus's names, we are gonna put that on hold in the meantime until we all could come together and meet again. So just wanna encourage you, but I'm, I'm blessed that the last time we were able to come together was Emmanuel, God with us, amen. So we're just really looking forward to what God's continuing to do and just to be reminded that God is with you, amen. So thank you, Jesus, for everything. So. Uh, we will continue to keep going forward and continuing to trust the Lord and just knowing that our God is in control. Amen. So I do see that the, the chat board is up over here. So praise the Lord. Amen. We see you there. Uh, my wife, Letty, is here with me tonight. So she may be helping me read some scriptures. And as we come together through the through the word of God. Amen. So um, she's off camera, but she's here with me. Amen. So she chose to stay six feet away from me. So that's OK. <laughs> But uh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. So we're just really excited. Hi, Desiree. Hi, Amber. We see you guys there. So praise the Lord. Amen. And we're, we're glad everybody's able to join us tonight. Amen. So we will be in the book of uh, Acts chapter four tonight, and we will be reading verse one through four. Amen. So I'll give everybody an opportunity to turn their Bibles there. Amen. Acts chapter four, verse one through four. I'm just really looking forward to what God is doing here. Amen. And what I am thinking is maybe I'll, I'll be starting the, uh, the the Bible studies a little bit earlier. Maybe I will start it live at seven. So if you want to get on here and like that, we can use this chat platform as well to say hello to everybody and take some time right before the Bible study starts. I'll be working on, on being able to utilize that a little bit. more. We good with that? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you for that, Sister Linda, confirming that. <laughs> Amen. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Father God, for your word this day. We thank you, Father God, for the teaching that you have prepared for us, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for all the teachings that have gone forth, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you are always teaching us, Father God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just ask you, Father God, just to have your way, Lord, as you lead us and guide us and direct us in all that we do this night. 
Father, I just yield myself to you, Holy Spirit, and just ask you to bring forth your teaching as you have taught me, Lord. And we just thank you for this time, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through Acts chapter 4, verse 1 through 4, and we're going to read the scripture. And then what we'll do is we're going to come back and we'll start to break down the scripture accordingly. So let's start off. And I'm in the English Standard Version, just in case you're wondering version I am. It's the ESV. Um, so if you reads a little bit differently, it's just because this is the version I'm in here. So it says here in verse 1 of chapter 4 of Acts, it says, And as they were speaking to the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. So this will be our portion of scripture tonight, and we have much more to go through, but this is where we'll be starting tonight. Amen. So let's look at right now, let's look at verse one. We're going to look at a couple of things here. Verse one, and it says here, and as they were speaking to the people, referring to Peter and John, remember this is coming up right after the lame man was healed. This was right after he got healed. Um, this was the opportunity when they had come to the prayer at about you know the three o'clock prayer. And uh, this man was healed miraculously. Physically, he was healed. And this man went leaping and, and, and clinging on to the disciples. And so this opened up a door of opportunity to explain what was going on here, because many were wondering, hey, what's going on here? What, what's happening? So when it says as they were as they were speaking, it's referring to Peter and John, the disciples. And now here is another opportunity for them to declare everything that has been done here. So, and as they were speaking to the people, it says the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. Now, let these, does yours read a little bit differently? Because I know many might have a different translation. Can you read yours? Yes, verse one. Verse one. And while Peter and John were talking to the people, the priests and the captain who was in charge of the temple area and of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to them. Amen. So let's look at here. We got three groups of people here. We got three groups here. So let's look. I got a footnote here of the three groups. We got the priests. And it says here they may have been chief priests who had special influence and often close relatives of the high priest. So when it's referring to the priest here, again, this is saying it may have been some of the chief priests who had a special influence. And often they also had a close they had close relatives, they were close relatives of the high priest. So imagine this, this is kind of like being like a family business here, okay? And we're going to see this as we continue to read in the coming weeks, we're going to see some of that family business in action. And I love it, kind of reminded me of the, the Godfather, it says, don't ask me about my business. Again, I say, don't ask me about my business, okay? So we're going to kind of see some ties into this of some family business, of some relatives and different things going on within this type of environment. So this is one of the groups of people that is here. Now, the other group is, is the camp, the captain of the temple guard. And these were the leaders of the guard, okay? The leaders of the guard, and they were there to ensure order. They were in there to ensure order that nothing was getting out of, out of hand. They were set 
around the temple to make sure that everything stayed in order. So this was also part of the group. It was the temple of the temple guard. And the other, the other group here are the Sadducees. And I remember one time we had a minister here uh, bring up a, a certain word about the Sadducees, and he basically broke it down, Sadducee. So, you know, that's just a little something you can throw it, but that is just always stuck with me, Sadducee. Um, but they were a small but powerful Jewish sect of the people, and you hear about them a lot in the Bible. But they did have a huge influence. So let's look at the Sadducees and let's see who they are. So let's go to Luke chapter 20, a couple of books before this, Luke chapter 20, verse 7, verse 27 through 40. And this will show me and you, this will let us know a little bit more who these uh, Sadducees were. So let's go to Luke chapter 20, verse 27 through 40. And we had actually studied the book of Luke. So I, I love going back to the book of Luke because it just ties right in to the book of Acts. Amen. As we've learned, second book of Luke. <laughs> So it says here in verse 27, there came to him some Sadducees. These are the ones that were part of this group. But look at who they are. Those who deny that there is a resurrection. So keep that in mind as we're reading this first, these first four verses. He says, there came to him some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection. So they did not believe in the resurrection. Okay. And they asked him a question saying, teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, having a wife but no children, the man must take the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first took a wife and died without children. And the second and the third took her. And likewise, all seven left no children and died. Verse 32, afterward, the woman also died in the resurrection. Therefore, whose wife will the woman be for the seven had her as wife? And Jesus said to them, the sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy to attain to that age and to the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage for they cannot die anymore. Because they are equal to angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. But that the dead are raised, even Moses showed in the passage about the bush, where he calls the Lord the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Now he is not God of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him. Then some of the scribes answered, teacher, you have spoken well, for they no longer dare to ask him any questions. OK, so let's go back to the book of Acts, chapter four, verse one. But think about it this way. These are the Sadducees, right? These are this is part of the three groups here are the Sadducees are one of them. And one of their main things is, is they don't believe in the resurrection yet. They were so desperate to get Jesus and to trap him, to come against him. That even the Sadducees are asking a question about resurrection, something they don't even believe in. But look at Jesus's answer. He says he is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Very powerful. So let's remember these things here. Let's remember what he is stating in this portion of Scripture, because it's very important to this portion of Scripture that we're reading. And this is explaining to us one of these three. 
So think about it this way. These are three groups that all stood to gain financially by cooperating with Rome. This is a footnote that I read. These were three groups that were looking to gain financially by cooperating with Rome. Not only that, these three groups had a huge part in the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. They were part of that. So think about it this way. Jesus was bad for business. They stood to lose a lot in this. And there's a reason why this is so important here as we're looking at this portion of scripture. They had a lot to lose here. It's a family business. There was more than family, but these are part of the three groups here. So let's look at Matthew chapter 23, and we're going to go to Matthew. Hold your place in Acts. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 23, verse 1 through 7. And let the, I'm going to ask you to read verse 1 through 7 here. Matthew chapter 23, verse 1 through 7. Then Jesus spoke to the crowd and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have seated themselves in Moses' chair of authority as teachers of the law. So practice and observe everything they tell you, but do not do as they do, for they preach things, but they do not practice them. The scribes and the Pharisees tie up heavy loads that are hard to bear and place them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not lift a finger to make them lighter. They do all their deeds to be seen by men, for they make their Factories. Factories. Okay. Why? And to make them more conspicuous and make their tassels long. They love to place the distinction and honor and feast. They like the place of distinction and honor at feasts and at the best seats in the synagogues. Those on a platform near the scrolls of the law facing the congregation. And to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and public forums. And to have people call them rabbi. Okay. Amen. So look at that portion of scripture right there, right? You look at verse three. He says, and so do, so do and observe whatever they tell you, but not the works they do, for they preach and they do not practice. So let's go back to Acts chapter four. Wow. He's telling them, observe what they tell you. So what they're telling you is right. He's not going against what they teach because they're teaching from the law. They're teaching from the prophets. They're teaching the word of God. But he is telling them, don't do as they do. Recognize they're not practicing what they preach. What they preach, the word of God is true, but don't do as they do. I wrote here, observe what they tell you, but not their works. Don't feed their ego. This couldn't have been good. You know, I mean, think about it. They crucified Jesus because he said these things. This is one of the reasons why they hated Jesus so much. And now Jesus has died. But he's no longer in the grave. He's resurrected. He's risen. He's alive. 
But now everything that they went against is now coming back. So let's look at verse two here. In verse two, it says, they were greatly annoyed. Greatly annoyed. <laughs> greatly annoyed. Have you ever been annoyed? Pretty sure we've all been annoyed, right? But let's look at why they're annoyed here, okay? Let's, let's break down this word a little bit. All of them are coming against them, and they were greatly annoyed. This word annoyed is to be troubled, to be displeased, offended, to be pained, to be worked up. In some translations, it may even say disturbed or upset. Well, why were they annoyed? Why were they upset? Why were they dis disturbed? Why were they troubled and displeased? Look at the next portion of scripture here, it says. Because they were teaching. So they weren't just annoyed because somebody just annoys me or, or you know, just get away from me, you're annoying me. No, they were typically, they were really concerned. Not because of so much the miracle itself. But it says here they were annoyed, they were disturbed, they were upset because they were teaching the people. They were teachers of the law. They were teachers of the, of the prophets. But now they're seeing something here. And not only are they performing a miracle, not only are they declaring who Jesus is, they're teaching. So they're disturbed. They're like, wait a minute, what's going on? No, 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 this cannot be. And they're coming over and they're upset. They're annoyed. They're disturbed because they're teaching the people. That word to teach is to explain. The Webster's defines it as to cause to know something, to cause someone to know how to do, to impart knowledge, to instruct by example or to instruct through experience. To provide instruction and instruction just referring to action, the practice and teaching. Wow. This was completely different in how they taught. Completely different here. So this is what was painting. This is what was bothering them was the fact that they were teaching the people. You know, it's amazing that the fact to teach somebody something. It's amazing to learn something. The Bible says, teach a wise man and he shall be wiser still. We shall never stop learning because there is power in teaching. There is power in learning. That's why it's so great when we can get to a place where we don't think we know it all. Because the moment we get there, we cripple ourselves. We, I mean, we stop ourselves from growing, from maturing. We should always be willing to learn and recognize we don't know it all, but we know the one who does. So this is why they were so upset. Let's look at Matthew chapter five, verse 17 through 20. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 through 20. Look what Jesus came to do. He says in verse 17, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish, abolish them, but to fulfill them. 
For truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus here says, he says, I didn't come to abolish the law. I didn't come to say that the law is no longer good or, or the prophets or the Old Testament is no longer valid. He says, no, I came to fulfill it. I am the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. I am the fulfillment of the scriptures and nothing will ever change. But see, we don't, we're not called to go back and live by the law, but we live by faith in Christ Jesus, who is the fulfillment of the law, who is the fulfillment of the scriptures. So Jesus never came to come against the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the teaching of the scribes according to the scriptures. That's why he tells the people, observe what they say, but don't do as they do. Because the word of God is good. But what they do is not. They may have twisted it, but the word of God is still the word of God. And now God was revealing himself through his son, Jesus Christ, who is the fulfillment of the very word of God. And this is what was being taught to the people. And think about it this way. Out of all the places this was being done, this was being done in the temple, the place where they taught. This was their grounds, their place in their minds. How dare you come in here and try to teach this stuff? But wait a minute. Was God's temple theirs? No. It was God's. It was to represent God. The temple of God was to represent the very presence of God. It didn't belong to them. So think about it this way. How many times as a Christian do me and you feel out of place? How many times as a Christian do you feel like we don't belong? Oh. <laughs> Jesus knew how that felt. But think about it this way. We may be out of place, but we're not. Because the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. See, the world may think or the devil may think this is his world. But it's not. It belongs to God. So we have every right to declare who Jesus is. Because he is Lord of all. God of all. And that will never change. But look at... How Jesus taught. Let's go to Mark chapter 1, verse 22. Mark chapter 1, verse 22. Letty, can you read that one? Mark chapter 1, verse 22. They were completely amazed at his teaching because he was teaching them as one having, having God given authority and not as the scribes. Amen. 
He didn't teach him as someone who was thinking or guessing or wondering. He was teaching as someone who knows because he is God. He's the very word and he's a very completion and the fulfillment of the word of God. He wasn't teaching or speaking from something he didn't know. He is God. He was speaking the authority of God because he is God. And he never ceased to stop being God. Even in being in the flesh, he still was God and he still is God. And he taught with authority. And that is something that they could not understand. And not only did he teach with authority, but he proved that authority and that right and the signs, miracles, and wonders that he performed, that he did, that he spoke life to. Because there is power in the name of Jesus today. And there still is. And now these disciples, Peter and John, are now proclaiming this. They, they're like, wait a minute, we thought we got rid of Jesus. We thought, well, what, what's going on here? And now they are seen and they are annoyed, they are disturbed, they are upset because they're teaching the people. And proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Not only are they teaching, but they are proclaiming. And this word proclaiming, this is the word, our, our topic word tonight. That word proclaiming is preaching. To announce, to declare, to make known, to proclaim publicly. This was not done secretly. This was being done publicly. To publish. To make known. Imagine when something is brought out of the dark in the light, when something is published, when something is proclaimed. Well, this is being proclaimed and it's being proclaimed about Jesus with such boldness and such confidence. With the authority that Christ had. Because now the authority of Christ is being shown in these disciples and being heard through these disciples. And they're not speaking from a place of, well, I think, no, these are men that walked with Jesus. They saw Jesus. They saw him die on that cross and they knew and they know and they saw him resurrected. But these are men that came to know that they know that they know. Another form of this is like a, a form of teaching is also to denounce, to betray, to show. To also come in a place to denounce those things, to bring those things that are to light, that are false, which could be seen as a form of betrayal. So many of these Sadducees, many of these Pharisees, many of these leaders were seeing this as a form of betrayal. You're coming against what we are teaching. But they were proclaiming it. They were preaching it. They were making it known and they were publicly doing this. And they were proclaiming in Jesus. In Jesus. The resurrection from the dead. Uh-oh. Struck a nerve. The very one they killed. The very one they lied about. They did everything they could to put on that cross. was now being mentioned through these disciples and being talked about. But not only that, was talking about how God raised him from the dead. 
What? The Sadducees don't believe in the resurrection of the dead. How dare you preach this and proclaim this in this temple? But this is what they were doing. And this is why these groups were so annoyed, were so disturbed, were so upset. Because things were being shaken up. Truth was being declared. And it was being done to these disciples. Well, let's look at let's look at the resurrection and the life here. Let's go to John chapter 11. John chapter 11. We're going to look at verse 17 through 27 first, okay? It's talking about Lazarus, Lazarus here, Martha and Mary's brother. They go to Jesus and begin in the temple. They're like, Lazarus, you know, you're the one whom you love is sick. You know, you better come quickly. Jesus stays a couple more days. Time he gets there, Lazarus is dead. But look at verse 17 here. He says, now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Wow. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. We've all had those moments or something. Lord, if you would have been here, where have you been, Lord? <laughs> but even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet, she, he shall, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. But look at the question here. Do you believe this? Let me ask you today. Let the, do, you, do you believe this? Do we believe this today? Yes, I believe this. I believe this. And she said to him. Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who is coming into the world. Praise the Lord. This is that confession of faith. This is that confession to say, I do believe. I do believe. Yes, we believe. And it starts with the confession of our mouth and believing in our hearts. I believe. And this is Martha here. She is saying, I believe. That's where it starts. So no matter what situation you're in today, no matter what mean you are going through today, just like we had to put faith in Christ, we had to say, I believe. It started with our mouth, the confession from our mouth and from our heart, believing he is who he says he is. So let's go to verse 38. Just a couple of verses down. And it says, then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Sound familiar? This sounds a little familiar to me. 
This sounds a little familiar to me. There's a stone and it lay against it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. And Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So because you said yes today and you believe, you will see the glory of God. Hallelujah. Let us receive that today. I believe, Lord God, and I believe that I will see the glory of God. I believe my God today. And it took an act of faith. So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. There is a reason and a purpose for this today, Lord God. There is a reason because there's going to be others today that are going to see and believe as well, my God. I already believe God, but I'm believing today, my God, because I'm believing for them. I'm believing for those that don't know you yet. I'm believing today, my God, because they don't quite know yet. But Lord, I know in my heart because you gave me life in my heart. You gave me life by your spirit. You gave me life in your word. And today I have salvation in you, Lord God. And we are believing today as a body of Christ because there is still others that don't believe yet, Father. And we say this today, not for our benefit, but for theirs in the name of Jesus. And this is what Jesus is saying. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. How many of us know there's times that we got to speak life to those that are in the grave? We got to speak life. To those that are bound by sickness, that are bound by addiction, that are bound in the bondage of sin. And we got to call them out by name in the name of Jesus to come out from among them in the name of Jesus. Because we know we have a father who hears us today. Father, I know that you hear me because your word says so. And you answer me according to your will and according to your purpose. In Jesus' name. Because I'm so glad that Jesus called me out. I'm so glad that Jesus called Letty out. I'm so glad that Jesus called you out today. I'm so glad that others that may come across are not even hearing this today, but that the Lord is able to call them out today in the name of Jesus. And the man who had died came out, his hands and his feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. The word to the church. To bring life. The Lord is the one that breaks those chains. The Lord is the one that draws them. The Lord is the one that saves them. And we are just the messengers, the vessels to be the ones that encourage them and let them know there is a Lord God who loves them. Just as we know there's a Lord God who loves us. Only Jesus can give life to that who was dead. 
Speaking of a physical resurrection here, speaking of a physical death, but raising him up again and bringing him back to life that others can see and know the authority that he has so that others can believe. But see, let me tell you something. This isn't our only hope today. This isn't the only hope that they were declaring today. This isn't the only hope that they're displaying today because we're going to look at another hope here. Let's look at Luke chapter 24. The book right before this, Luke chapter 24. Oh, we don't got to wait till Easter for this. We don't got to wait for Resurrection Sunday for this. This is what it's all about. This is what's being proclaimed in this message that we're reading tonight. These are what the disciples are declaiming here, proclaiming. I think I said declaiming. I don't even know what that means. Proclaiming, preaching. He says here in verse one, but on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went up to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They went looking for a dead body. They went looking to do all they would normally do for a dead body. A dead body. But on verse two, it says, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Oh, didn't we just read about a stone? Well, in that person, in that portion, there was physical removing. Right here were the angels of heaven removing that stone. And it says, but when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Oh, his body was gone. And while they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee. That the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words and returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them idle tale and they did not believe them. Imagine the ones who did not believe are now the ones proclaiming. They, had, they didn't believe yet. They, they thought these women were crazy. Oh, but they were. They found out these women weren't crazy. They saw the risen Lord. But Peter rose and ran into the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. Wow. They are proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. God is able to raise the dead. That's not a doubt. God is able. All things are possible for God. But never forget the greatest victory. Never forget the greatest miracle is that God is not the God of the dead, but he is the God of the living. He is the God of the living. And that's why when they went to that tomb, they found an empty tomb. They found the, the cloths 
They were unwrapped. They were there folded. There was nobody there because the greatest hope, the greatest message is the resurrection of the dead, the resurrection into that eternal life, that physical resurrection now brought together in the spiritual resurrection. And that is the glory and the hope that we have recognizing that this life is not all there is. There is a greater life. It's in eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. He was speaking about the resurrection of the dead in Christ Jesus. See, Lazarus was raised from the dead, but he was going to have to die again. But Jesus was raised again in that glorified body. And this is the hope that we have today, that no matter what happens, I'm not saying our time is done. That's God's choice. But when we know we're in Christ, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, this is found in the Living Bible version. It says, and at the same spirit of God who raised up Jesus from the dead lives in you. He will make your dying bodies live again after you die by means of this same Holy Spirit living within you. Wow. That is the resurrection of the dead. That is that there is life after this life. There is life in Jesus. Because whether we live or die in this life, we can have hope. We can have peace. We can have comfort that we have been restored in Jesus' name. We have life in Jesus. And this is what they're proclaiming. They're proclaiming that there is a resurrection of the dead. There is a resurrection to life. And it's found in Jesus because Jesus resurrected. They found an empty tomb. He is the God of the living. What an amazing victory that me and you have today is to know that this life is not all there is. But see, it's living this life, recognizing that we serve a resurrected Christ. Fully man, yet fully God. Our God is able to heal. He is able to restore. He is able to raise from the dead. And we can, can declare and believe that. Yeah. But also know that he is the resurrection and the life. And that he will raise us up again. When that time comes, when we go home. But he didn't just raise in the spirit. Let's look at John chapter 20. This was a physical resurrection. but raised up in the spirit. John chapter 20, verse 20 says this, when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. He showed them what he did for them and for us today. They were able to recognize him through these scars and know, wow, this is the resurrected Christ. the one who became the atonement for me and you because it was necessary for him to die and raise in the physical as well as the spiritual. Because in that we see that he was the perfect offering except unto God the Father. 
And later on, we read there that Thomas was doubting. Mm -hmm. And the Lord says, come and put your finger here. Come and touch this side. Later on, we see he eats a piece of broiled fish with them. Come and have some breakfast with me. <laughs> His body was no longer in the tomb. His physical body was no longer in the tomb. It's no longer there. They recognize the power of his resurrection. And this is why they were so annoyed. Let's look at this real quick. Matthew chapter 27. They knew the importance. Imagine this. The disciples didn't even understand when Jesus was telling them about him resurrecting. Kind of interesting. Told them straight out. I'm going to die, be crucified, and in three days I'm going to raise again. Told him, destroy this temple. In three days I'll raise it up again. He tells that to the, to the Pharisees and all those coming against him. But the disciples heard this. Let's see, these leaders heard what they wanted to hear because this is what they hear. In Matthew chapter 27, verse 62, it says, the next day, this is after Jesus was buried, the next day, that is, after the day of the preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that imposter said, while he was still alive, after three days, I will rise. They caught this. <laughs> Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people. He has risen from the dead, and the last rod will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, you have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. Now, we just read, we just read that it doesn't matter how secure that tomb was. That stone was rolled away, and Jesus resurrected. Chapter 28, the next chapter, verse 11, after all this happened and Jesus rose, it says, while they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had taken place. They witnessed this. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. Wow. Even after Jesus died, even after he was buried, they were still doing all that they could to keep his words from coming to pass because they recognized this was going to be this wasn't going to be good. This was not going to be good for business for us. So to hear the disciples now preaching about Jesus, about the resurrection from the dead, now we can see why they were so annoyed. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They had already spread a story that the disciples stole his body, but yet this man stands healed. This man stands restored. His ankles restored, leaping and praising God. How can they come against that? And not only that, they're preaching about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
showing his power and authority. Their plans and what they were doing and what they were teaching was now being exposed. This is what will happen when the gospel comes to light. And resurrection just means standing up again, raising up, rising from the dead. They had nothing to say on this. Nothing to say here. So what do they do in verse 3? And they arrested them. <laughs> this is their response to the disciples doing this and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Verse 3 says, and they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. They had the right to do this because of their authority. So they arrested them. And they arrested them because they were teaching against their beliefs. They were teaching against something they didn't believe in. So they were able to make this call to be able to arrest them. But verse 4. But many of those who had heard the word believed. And the number of the men came to about 5,000. <laughs> Too late. Too late. You could arrest them. You can bind them. You can throw them in jail. But the message was already proclaimed. And because of that, another 2,000 people are added on top of the 3,000. And not only that, this is just the heads of households. So this represents the head of households. So this could have been a number of people. But now they're up to 5,000. Too late. The message has been heard and received. That's our duty as a Christian. That is our responsibility as a Christian is to proclaim the gospel of who Jesus is and his resurrection. I put it here, persecution is not a sickness. Persecution is anything or anyone that comes against Jesus and does not allow us to proclaim who he is. The moment we are told we cannot proclaim or speak in the name of Jesus, that is persecution. When we can no longer come and pray or preach the gospel, the good news, because we hear and know that that is the spirit of the Antichrist. We are to be watchful for this, to be wise and discerning. Don't lose focus on what persecution is. This is our responsibility, no matter the circumstance. Whether there is 2,000 or one, all the glory be to God. We preach by faith in Jesus, the resurrection and the life. Whether 2,000 people hear it or one person hears it and turns and is saved, it's all worth it. I thank the Lord that we have this platform to be able to bring about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I thank the Lord that me and you can still share Jesus in this world. Yes, we know there will come a day that they will 
come against us in that. And we know that's all being set up at one point in time. But until then, but even then, let us continue to preach and declare who Jesus is. And let's close up with this, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12 to 28. It says here, now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has, not, has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrep misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise if it is true that, he, that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, oh, we are of all people most to be pitied. But I thank God for verse 29. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father after destroying every role and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death, for God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when it says all things are put in subjection, it is plain that he is expected who put all things in subjection under him. When all things are subjected to him, then the son himself will also be subjected to him who, who put all things in subjection under him, that God may be all in all. So have this faith today as verse 29 says, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. And just as in Adam all died and Christ all are made alive today. So now no matter what may come, no matter what may be going on, don't lose focus, don't lose heart, believe and know that you serve the living God, the resurrected Christ, the one who is no longer in the grave, the one who has ascended on high, a sinner seen for me, you day and night, the one who is that mediator, the one who is that perfect atonement, the one who paid that price, the one who was accepted unto the Father, and the one who is coming back for a church without spot or blemish. Lord of lords and King of kings, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the one who is worthy of all praise and glory and honor. Oh, glory be to God that we can proclaim the resurrected Christ. Oh, I am thankful that he died for my sins, but I am even more thankful that he rose again from that grave and he has ascended on high because I know that I serve the living God. You serve the living God and we can tell others, we can proclaim that there is a God who loves them and they can be made alive in Christ Jesus. 
the way, the truth, and the life. For no one comes to the Father except through him. Praise and glory be to God. That is our faith, our hope, our belief. Let us live in Christ Jesus. Let me encourage me and you today. Keep living in Christ Jesus. Live in Christ Jesus. Recognize and know that all things are possible for him. He says, did I not tell you that if you believe you would see the glory of God? We don't got to wait to get to heaven. We are already seated in heavenly places. That is our faith today. And just know, Christian, just know, brother and sister in Christ, that you serve and you belong to the living God. He is not the God of the dead, but he is the God of the living. The Bible says when they came... He is not here, but he has risen. We serve a risen God today. And just know that he is still able to heal. He is still able to deliver. So me and you in the name of Jesus, let us keep declaring the resurrection and the life. Let us keep praying for our country, for this world, for our leaders, for our communities, for our families in the name of Jesus. That they too may come to know the power of the resurrected Christ. Yes, the God of the living. Let us continue to declare this in this world today. That is the hope of this world today. That all those that don't know Christ today will come to know him. Just as me and you know him today. You serve a good God. I serve a good God. We serve a good God. And I am so grateful for God. And yes, this may annoy some people. Yes, others may not agree, but that's okay. We will continue to proclaim the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and believing that he will make himself known to them as well because God loves them. God loves you. God loves all those that put their faith in him, but he even loves those who reject him. God loves those that are blind. And I thank God for that because when I was dead in my sins, God still loved me so much that he sent his only son to die for me. Just as he sent his only son to die for me and you. That we may know him in Christ Jesus. Oh, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Jesus, this morning. Amen. This night. It's, I'm thinking it's morning already, but it's nighttime. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Continue to proclaim who Jesus is. That is our responsibility as Christians. This is what the disciples were doing here. They were proclaiming the resurrected Christ. That's the power of God. So continue to join us as we continue in, in um, our studies next week. We will be in Acts chapter 4, I believe, um, I don't have the scriptures with me right now, but we'll get them up for you. We'll make the announcements on Sunday morning. Um, but we are in the book of Acts chapter 4. So continue to read along with us. Continue to study along with us. And let's continue to be believing together. Amen. It's good to see all of you guys on here today. Praise the Lord. I see our brother David on there. Praise the Lord. Amber, all of you guys. Kathy, Sister Linda, all of you guys on there. Praise the Lord. Our brother David is home today. Thank you, Jesus. He's back home. Praise God. 
uh, you know, that just answered a prayer. And uh, we're just thankful to the Lord for that. You know, we do serve the God of the living. Amen. We have we serve a great God. Amen. So we're just so grateful. Um, does anybody have any comments, anything that you just like to post up there real quick before I ask for prayer requests this night? I'll give you guys an opportunity right now. Any comments, anything you saw, anything you'd like to shout out right now in the name of Jesus? Any questions? I'll answer them to the best that I can. Amen. Amen. I don't know if you saw this earlier, but I have this on the thumbnail when you guys go in. Found this here in the church. It looks like one of the kids made this during one of the rich kids uh, rooted in Christ classes. And it's the armor of God. Amen. It's the shield of faith. So you keep believing and trusting God and never let down your, your shield, man. It's that it's that shield of faith. Amen. We still keep fighting that good fight of faith, believing our God. Amen. So I'm going to ask for prayer requests right now. We got a prayer request for Brother David here for continued healing as his body still being restored. Amen. Uh, does anybody else have any other prayer requests you'd like to put up here this for this moment? We'll take this time to take some prayer requests. Amen. Let's go ahead and put it right here on the board. Oh, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Father God. Oh, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you, Lord Jesus. And don't worry if you can't get it on here, if it's unspoken or anything. The Lord hears you. He knows you. He knows right where you're at. He knows everything that is needed. Of course, we're going to continue to pray for our world. We're going to pray for all those, you know, that are that are sick right now with this COVID-19 and just everybody it's affecting and, and, you know, all the family members and people that have lost loved ones through it all. Um, you know, it's just a real thing that's going on right now. But we know that our God is greater. We know that our God is a healer. And I'm just believing that, you know, God's going to draw his people back, you know, and and, uh, and just be that peace and that comfort through it all. And believing God, you're going to just continue to lead our leaders. And, you know, you are the healer, Lord God. So we're going to continue to trust you that, you know, you're in control, Lord. So believe in this. Amen. Amen. Well, we got one here for continuous healing for David, but I'm also believing there's some other prayer requests out here. So we're just going to continue to trust this. Um, oh, I got a text here real quick. It says here, look at this real quick from our brother and brother here. Uh, Wafer Allen, all the patients and people that are sick through this coronavirus. So also for our son, Chris, for complete healing. He had uh, cysts, so we can ask for complete healing. Amen. No infections. Amen. Uh, Sister Karen Kingston, we got here for a headache, three days, giving it to Jesus. Amen. Well, we have the risen God. Amen. We have the risen Christ. Amen. So, yes, uh, prayers for my family. Oh, Sister Josie. Hi, Sister Josie. Amen. Yes, we're going to pray for your family, Sister Josie. Um, definitely that other prayer request was from Brother AJ. Uh, praying for all the rich kids. Amen. Yes, we're going to continue to pray for the rich kids. Amen. Rooted in Christ. Amen. My family, my 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 family always laughs. We say rich kids. He's got to say rooted in Christ. He's be like what? <laughs> it's rooted in Christ. The youth ministry. Amen. Uh, we have one here. Yes, another one here. Um, yes, we're definitely going to pray for you, Sister Anita. Yes, Amen. So, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And let me encourage all of us. You continue to keep praying for one another. Though we can't see one another, we can't. Um, 
you know, we can't, what's it called, get together right now, you know, just with everything that's going on. But, you know, it doesn't mean that God doesn't hear us and doesn't mean, remember, we're the temple of the living God. So we're going to continue to believe and pray and, rec- and know that we're not alone through all of this. Amen. So just know that you're not alone in all this. Amen. We love all of you guys. We're going to continue to pray. Amen. We're also going to pray for Alyssa. Uh, yes, we'll be having her baby anytime. Amen. No sickness come her way near her or near her new baby. Amen. Yes, we're going to pray for that. We're also going to lift up, um, let these cousins, what's it called, um, Eddie and Lore, uh, they're expecting their baby any moment as well, any day now, you know, so we're just believing God for a, a, just a, a, you know, the, just the delivery to go well and everything to go good and, you know, for, you know, the Lord's hand to be through it all. Um, yes, for request, pray that my walk will never end, the Lord Jesus. Amen. That, that's a prayer for all of us. Amen. So, we're going to continue to pray for all these prayer requests. Amen. So let us continue to pray. So I'm going to ask my wife, Letty, um, Letty, if you would, uh, if you would start to lift up some of these prayer requests and uh, start to pray. If you can continue to keep putting them on there, we'll continue to look at them. We'll continue to keep praying. Amen. So let's let's come together in prayer right now. Amen. Go ahead, Letty. Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Father, for the power and authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you have given us a name, Father, Lord, that, Lord, is not just, Father, Lord, to man, Father, or anybody could come to God, Father, but to receive salvation, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that as we listen, Father, Lord, we believe, Lord Jesus, we are saved and we live, Father, we are alive in Christ, Lord. And Father, your children, Father, and anyone else hearing, Father, Lord, here, Lord Jesus, Lord, we call out to you, Father, Lord, because, Father, we know the things that we need, Father, you we always speak them, Father, but it's beautiful, Lord, when we come together, Lord, in prayer and pray for one another, Lord. Father, to know the needs, Father, that each of us, one of us, that we all have, Father, that, Lord, we all have needs, Father. Number one, we, we need you, Father, Lord, and you need our needs, Father, Lord. We pray, Father, Lord, for the youth ministry, Father, for the rich kids here in the living wage church, Lord. We thank you, Father, for them, Lord. Lord, remind them, Lord, and let them know now, Father, that they're not alone, that we haven't forgotten, Lord, that they're in our prayers, in our minds, Father, in our hearts, Lord. And as we prepare, Father, your word, Lord Jesus, that, Father, we're mindful of them, Lord, because you, Father, Lord, care for them so much, Lord. We do not deny the children coming to you, Father, Lord. That's in your word, Lord. Let the children come to me. Father, we thank you, Lord, for every single one of them, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are their peace, that you are their comforter, that you are one of them, Lord. Father, that they will know that they are not alone, Father. As they wake in the morning, as they go to bed, Father, Lord, that you will show yourself to them, Lord Jesus, and they Father, they will receive a joy, Lord Jesus, that can only come from you, Father. And Father, I thank you for everyone praying for them, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, Lord that they are in your servant's heart, Father, Lord, that you have us, Father, Lord, united, Lord Jesus, in prayer, Father, and in your word, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the healing, Lord Jesus, that you already do. Yes, Lord Lord Jesus, yes, Lord Jesus, yes, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, yes, 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 Lord Lord Jesus, yes, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, yes, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, yes, Lord Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord and in faith, Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the healing, Lord, that our brother David needs, Father. Yes, Lord Jesus. You, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Father God. Thank, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Lord, 
I continue to pray, Father, for oh, the healing yes, of Father, 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 and for everyone, Father, that needs a touch from you, Lord Jesus. Father, we know, Father, Lord, that the pressures, Father, Lord, and the temperature and everything, Father, could affect, Lord Jesus, our body, Father, for our sister Karen, Father, who's going through this. Yes, Lord Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, Lord, that you are keeping her sane and healthy, Father, Lord, that, Father, that she will do what she has to do, Lord, and praising you and thanking you and taking care of yourself, Father. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank that they would find, Father, Lord, that moment, Lord Jesus, and they would feel that release, Lord, that comes from you, Lord. Father, in faith, Lord, we know, Lord Jesus, that you can, Father, Lord, heal them, Lord. Father, you heal me many times from headaches, Father, Lord, and migraines, Lord, and I thank you, Father. So with that same, Father, yes, Lord, Jesus, Father, yes, in the name of Jesus, Lord, thank, thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus, yes. Lord Jesus, your children, Father Lord, who are at point, Father, of reaching, Lord, of giving birth, Father Lord, we pray, Lord Jesus, for these pregnancies and these births, Father Lord, to come forth, Father Lord, to break through, Father Lord, with life and joy, Father Lord. Father, we speak life, Lord Jesus, to these babies when you born, Father, to the mothers, Father Lord, who are kind, Lord, we train to them for being your strength. That Father, that fear does not overwhelm them, Lord Jesus. But Father, that we have that peace of mind knowing that they are a part of something beautiful, giving life, Lord Jesus, and bringing life, Father Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that you know that very well, Lord. And Father, we pray, Lord, for their bodies. Father, we pray for the mind, for the preparation, the place where they're going to give birth, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for the many hands, Lord Jesus, that will be assisting, Father. Lord. And we pray, Lord, that they are Father. Thank you, Lord, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, as we continue to pray, Father. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, as... Right now, there's prayer requests for the walk, my Lord Jesus, and the continuing to trust you, Father God. And Lord, that is all our prayer requests, Father, that we would not lose focus, Lord, that you would help us in our weaknesses, Lord, that you would help us, Father God, in times of doubt and fear and anxiety and stress and worriedness and uncertainty, Father. But Father God, we thank you, Lord, that one thing that we were reminded, Lord Jesus, and it's the only thing we need to be reminded is that, Lord, you are good and you are faithful and that you are the living God, my Lord God, and that in you we have life, Lord Jesus. So Father, in the name name of Jesus, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for every brother and sister in the Lord today, Father God, that Father God, Lord Jesus, just with this time of separation, this time where, Father God, Lord, we're not able to come together and, and, and be together as we're, nor, we're used to, Father, but thank you, Lord Jesus, it is, as it is you that keeps us, Lord, by your spirit, Father God, that Father God, Lord Jesus, in those times where maybe we do feel lonely, in those times, Father God, where maybe, Father God, Lord, we're just consumed by everything that is going on around us and the voices and the things that we hear, Father God. But we ask you this night in the name of Jesus to help us in this weakness by your grace and by your mercy to continue in our walk, Lord, following you, Lord Jesus. As Father God, Lord Jesus, Lord, where we put our trust in you as we believe, Lord God, and as we know you are the God of the living, you are our God of the living, Lord. So Father, we are made alive in you, Lord. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for all those today that choose to put their trust in you, Lord, that choose to 
to believe in you, Lord God, that, Father, you are the giver of life, my God. So, Father, we just thank you this night. We thank you, Father God, that all things are possible for you. We thank you, Father God, Lord Jesus, as you help these doctors and these people, these people that are working on the vaccines for this COVID to come with the vaccine. We thank you, Father, for our leaders, for our president, our leaders of our world, my God, that you give them the wisdom and the guidance and the direction that they need in these decisions that are being made. Father, that you would help us as a people, my God, to come together and work together, Lord God. Father God, to Lord Jesus, to love one another, my God. Lord Jesus, Father, in the love of God, my Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, that my God, we would not turn on one another, but Lord Jesus, is that we would work together, my God, recognizing the need, my God. We thank you for all the workers out there, Lord, those in the hospitals, those in nursing homes, those, Father God, in the restaurants, those, Father, in the markets, those, Father, at the gas stations, those, Father, in every area that are still, still working, my God, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, Lord, for your protection and your covering, my Lord, in our military, Lord God, and Father, those that are on the front lines, my God, those that are stuck out on those cruise ships, my God, in the name of Jesus, we lift them all up to you, my God, for your peace upon them, Lord, that, Father, Father God, you would be the peace in the chaos, my God, and that, Father, they would be reminded, my God, that the work that they do, Lord Jesus, they're doing it for the love of people, my God, and no matter what happens, Lord God, you have them, Lord Jesus, and Father God, Lord, we just ask you for your peace and your comfort to be upon them, Lord Jesus, as they recognize this is their job, this is what they're doing, my God. And Father, but it's for the greater good, my God. No matter, Lord Jesus, the cost, no matter, Lord, but in wisdom, Lord God. But Lord, we ask you, Lord Jesus, to guide him and lead him and direct him, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. And Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for your word this night. We thank you for your teaching. We thank you that it falls on good ground. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that through it all, my God, Lord, you would help us by your spirit to proclaim who you are, my God, through the experience, through the knowing, through the just to the time of knowing you and coming to know you even more, Lord God, as you make yourself known to us through your Holy Spirit. We just thank you this night, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time. And Lord, we just thank you, Father God, for the greater work, Lord, and that you're in control. We love you. We praise you. We bless you this night, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, we do serve a mighty God. We serve an awesome God. We serve an amazing God. Continue to keep your eyes on the Lord. Continue to know that he loves you and that he's in control. Amen. And just, you know what, just we're all going to trust the Lord together. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us this night. You have a great night tonight. Uh, we look forward to seeing you on Sunday morning. We'll have the, the morning prayer at 915. And you continue to be that gospel. You continue to be the good news in this world because it's the good news that God did for me and you. Amen. It's his light shining in you. And you are a child of God. Amen. God bless you. We love you guys. And we'll see you soon. Amen. Amen.